Justin was murdered by sleep on the stairs by the captain of the of the hostel. <laughs> Stupid. All right. You ready? Yeah. Hello and welcome to Filling in the Gaps. I'm Justin. I'm Darren. Today we are going to be discussing Return of the Obra Dinn. This is a game by Lucas Pope, famous because of Papers, Please. I know when you told me about this game and you said that Lucas Pope of Papers, Please was the one that made it, I sent you a message saying Papers, Please was so original that it was very refreshing and I will gladly try anything that he has. So it did take me a while just because I was waiting for a good sale Mm. and I mean, we both know, particularly if you've listened to the other podcast, I have way more games than I can ever get to. So I didn't really want to get to this one until, one, you'd kind of played it first to make sure it was really worth it. And two, um, I guess just, if I'm not going to play it right away, then I'm going to wait for a sale. That's the rule. The publisher is 3909. I've not heard of them, but I'm not the most knowledgeable when it comes to publishers. It has overwhelmingly positive reviews with over 9,000 when I looked. Wow, yeah. At base, it's about $20, which it's worth. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. It's worth that. But you can get it for, I think, 50% off. I think that's pretty much... When it came for 50%, I was like, okay, Justin, this is it. You you should buy it now because judging from Papers, Please and his other... Well, not that set, really, that I know from him. They never went below 50%. And you're going to get according to how long to beat, it's going to be 8 to 11 hours of gameplay. Yeah. For me, it was much longer. Yeah, for me, it was way longer than that. The Steam description, Lost at Sea, 1803, the good ship Obra Dinn. And that's it. I, I love his <laughs> style of, here's a very, very simple description. You had... Uh, at least from what I looked at, it looked like 23 and a half hours of play. Something like that, yeah. So that includes... Was that the first time or is that... That includes... That's 100%ing the game. So that includes... Which you didn't do the first time, right? No. No, I went back to do it the second time. Um, which uh, I, I think was the right way to do it. Um, but guides will tell you otherwise, I think. Because um, I didn't really want to have anything spoiled. I'd rather play it through properly the first time than just... Well, make fun of the game the first, the, the first time. Just blah, 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 the captain did it. But yeah, the one, the one achievement is the captain did it, which you can just blame everything on the captain. Right, which I wouldn't have known if you hadn't told me. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think I only found it out because of uh, uh, a guide as well. Like, yeah, a walkthrough guide for it. So um, so I'm glad, I'm glad I did it at the end. Uh, but that took in itself a couple of hours just alone. Yeah, there are some <laughs> things about the mechanics and the way the game is played that you even a speed run would be rather slow. Yeah, I know this because I kind of did it. So <laughs> we'll get into that. I think when we get into the spoiler section, it is a mystery. I've heard a lot of people reference Clue when talking about this one, and I get it because the essential premise is the ship has come back everybody is dead but we don't know why and you want to figure out how everybody died 
So you have to figure out who they are. You have to figure out what killed them. And if it was a person, who killed them? Yeah. So it, it's not quite exactly clue, but yeah. it is that no, same there's, kind there's of There's no mechanic. ballroom on the, on the Oberlin. Yeah. yeah. There's no conservatory. No secret passage. Yeah. But instead of doing this for one murder or one death, you have to do this for 60. Yeah, it's a fair few. It's not just Mr. Black. Yeah, <laughs> which means you will get to the point that we both got to where, wow, some of them are really hard because they're not very important people on the ship. The less important they are, the harder they are. Or some of them are, well, the top men, I, I guess, would be very important on a ship. But man, those guys are elusive. That's but like... I mean as far as rank. Right. The higher, the, that maybe I should say not important. But right, okay, rank. rank, yeah. The higher rank you are, the easier it is to figure out who these people are. Yeah, because they get referenced more often and they get called by name. Yeah. By more people. Yeah. It is, towards the end, a very frustrating game. But overall, it is, again, something so original. And it feels like nothing else I've really played. And the look, even though it's very simple, I think it works very, very well. There are some things I definitely have some problems with. We will get to in the spoiler section. But overall, if you want an interesting new experience, if you want a bit of murder mystery, I guess, this is the game for you. With that, I think it's time for us to take it into the spoiler section. So if you have not played Return of the Oberdin, it is now time to take play. off and play and <laughs> come back later. Okay, so here we are. We are in Falmouth, 1807, and we as a character are to investigate the ship that mysteriously disappeared and reappeared. Your character... I think no matter what, the first time you play is going to be a male character. But the second time I played, it was a female character. Okay, I was confused by that because I don't remember the voice from the first time. But the second time, I was like, oh, it's a female. So I think we have one male voice, one female voice. It doesn't matter much. They because they don't say much anyway. <laughs> you get it at the beginning and you get it at the end. And right. That's pretty much it. And we as the character are rowed out to the Oberdin by a grumpy old sailor. He will take us there, but he's very unhelpful after that. We want some box lifted up, and he won't do it, so we will climb up, find... Our first dead body. Our first dead body, and then the game will alert us by having the sailor say, Hey, it's too heavy. It's too heavy. And he'll say it many times until you go talk to him. Yeah. Because the first time... I walked around a lot, so I'm not going to deal with you yet. Yeah. <laughs> but then you go down, and this is where you are going to open the box. And inside, there is a journal, which is very helpful. It is going to keep track of all the deaths you're going to record. It also gives you a good hint as to how many chapters there are, how many people there are. There is one page of information, which is... Helpful in more than one way, because you can actually find out the fate of one to more people, depending on how you interpret it, in the introduction. Yeah. And... There's the ship's manifests, and there's the, the portraits of the everybody. portraits, which are very useful. In fact, you have to use them. Yeah. 
to make it work. Yeah, and you'll also get the pocket watch. The pocket watch will take you back. What's it called? Memento. It's called like the Memento Mortis, I think it's called. Yeah, something like that. that. Uh, Take on the Latin phrase memento mori, which is... Remember remember death or something like that? Remember death, remember that we all die Mm. kind of thing. So, yeah, you will go to a body. You will hit whatever button. For me, it's uh, the right trigger, but for you, it's clearly a different button. Most likely E, I think. One of the mouses, yeah. And that will pop open a memory. So as we get into the first memory, it's a it's a beautiful way to start the game is this first memory. Yeah. Because it's going to pop open and you're going to look at the captain who appears as though he is shooting you. Guns right in your face going off. But he's not. You yeah. can turn around and see who he's actually shooting and you can actually walk around a little bit. I love this one because this one is so short. Part of the problem with some of these memories is there's a lot to see. And the first time you go into it, you have a limited time to look at everything. It's like a minute or less. Yeah, basically. For this one, that was almost too much time. Yeah, there's only three people in it. But for some of the others, it's not nearly enough time. And that can be very (laughs) frustrating. Yeah, there's so much going on. And that's the thing. So... I would like to start talking, uh, I don't want to talk too much about the story at this point, because the thing is, the story, what we are seeing here with the very first one, is one of the very last memories that exist. We start at the end. And I think that that was done on purpose. I think that it was set to intrigue us as to find out why the captain would be shooting his crew and what was going on. Yeah, I mean, I think the story would have worked forwards as well because I think I think the story was definitely interesting enough, um, but maybe it works better backwards. Or not backwards, but it's jumbled up. Yeah, Perhaps, I'm not sure. Personally, I would have liked... I would have liked to have started at the end and then gone back to the beginning. And then come back and then up go to the through. end again. But it didn't quite do that it was very jumbled so in my head i had to start putting it all together which is fine i mean this is filling in the gaps that's what we do right but there is a part of me that wanted that or wanted that option after i had beaten it Mm. because you can you can then tediously go through one by one because they're listed in the book sort of there's the one where you're out to see where you can't you literally can't start no, you beginning. can't. You gotta. You gotta you have to do them backwards. So I don't know. There's a part of me that just wants to see it play through in order, mm. and maybe that's a hidden thing in there somewhere. But I certainly didn't find it. No. When you find one of these memories, when you can always go back, which is nice. You go back, and to leave, there's a door that will magically appear. Just randomly just because (laughs) and that's good but there are some times when you get into a memory and you find somebody else who died and you go into that memory and there are a lot of times where i think i didn't explore a memory fully either because i had the limited amount of time or because i was jumping into other memories 
And then it got very confusing to me as to what did I see? What didn't I see? What do I have to go back through? And me, I'm very objective focused. I mean, we know that. So I, as soon as I see another one, another possibility, I'm jumping into it. <laughs> and then forgetting that there's a whole lot more to see. Because in some of these memories, we don't have 60 memories. It's not like one memory per one person. Sometimes you have more than one, right? Yeah. I mean, I guess that's the point of the kind of strict kind of 60 seconds timer on the first one, just to kind of kind of reel you in a little bit on the first one. Just say, don't go too nuts, because you can't jump into the secondary memories the first time. Uh, definitely not. Like, uh, you have to watch that one, you get automatically kicked out. And then you got that thing where you can just go back and revisit memories as many times as you like. And that's when you can go like the inception two layers deep and then you can find the next bodies because you get that and then you you can get the um no i think i think you can because otherwise the out to see one wouldn't really work no because once you go inside it no 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 you get booted out or or if if there is another memory you get the second watch that rattles and then you follow that smoke trail around don't you to the next body all right okay yeah so you have to which that that could be very frustrating. Yeah. Because that is annoying because it's like, if you're not looking at it, it doesn't move. <laughs> well, I'm more annoyed because when the smoke cloud goes around, sometimes it takes the longest way possible. Yeah, it just like snake trails around and around in a big circle. You're like, you just, I know where you're going. I saw the body already. You're just yeah. going like two steps in front of me. I walked right there. Yeah. Yeah, especially there was the one where there were like three bodies lying next to each other. On, on right, yeah, on the deck, deck. Yeah. and like, okay, just it's right there. Yeah. It's literally, I don't even have to move. I can look at it. No, I have to follow the cloud all the way around and then back again. Yeah, <laughs> and if you don't go slow enough, sometimes the cloud will just stop. Yeah, it just stops. And like, hey, eyes on me, folks. <laughs> I mean, I suppose, and again, it is good because they probably play tested this, and we're like, people were probably just running around and going. Oh, I don't know what I'm doing. It's like, all right, we gotta focus these idiots' attention. Like, it, yeah, in this case, it was right in front of you, but sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's up a level on the deck. Sometimes it's under, below deck. You've got to follow the cloud. So there are some complicated ones, but there are some really easy ones where it's like, yep, it's right in front of me. Also, for me, I can't get around the fact that it just reminds me of the smoke monster from Lost. Yeah. <laughs> from this first memory. The captain, well, he has one of the best lines ever. Oh, yeah, yeah. You Was it you bastards will take exactly what I give you? <laughs> I think that's it, yeah. And that's pretty much the mechanic. You have to go around and you have to find the next piece. So sometimes this can be very difficult because it's it can be easy to miss if you're not looking. The first mate's window has something hanging outside. I missed that for ages. So for you, you said, oh, you must have found this by now. You <laughs> must have found this by now. Because that one is the huge execution picture mm-hmm. that is the main picture from the journal. Yeah. But I didn't find that till for me, towards the end of the game, because I had found all sorts of other things. I was just desperately waiting to get into the very lowest area 
for the longest time. And that sometimes was a bit confusing as well, because we didn't know if you had to solve a certain number of deaths before you could get into other areas, or if it was just a matter of finding the right things before you could get into the area. It wasn't really explained, and sometimes it just seemed to happen. Suddenly, a staircase was open that wasn't open before. But like I said, at the beginning of the game, I felt the beginning was a slog. And I, I felt like the tipping point for me was nine. Once I got to nine, it was smooth sailing from there. It definitely helped, but it was not smooth sailing because then there's, for me, the end, which was, that was the worst part. Because you get a certain number and then you're getting to people who you never hear their name. You don't really get the same kind of clues. That's really what I was hoping when you had gone through and you found a walkthrough. I was hoping to find something that told you the clues that I had missed. Because I firmly believe that Lucas Pope, as a developer, will have the clues in there. And I think that I just missed some of them. But what I was doing, was well, at one point I was very frustrated because I was stuck at six. So I had solved two sets. And so what I told you I wanted to do and dear listener, if you want to <laughs> game the system without having to look at a walkthrough, which just gives you all the answers, you have to solve three. That means once you have your first three, you can start a new game and you can use two that you know and one that you're not quite sure about to get those. And then what I was going to do is I was going to go through and start another one and I was going to use... Because once I had nine, well, then that meant that I could do, I, I would have eight that I could use. So then that would give me up to, what, 12 or even 16? No, 15? Yeah. So I was really going to game the system. And then suddenly I hit a point where I started solving a lot more. And so I didn't have to quite do that. But then I got to the end. And I nearly went back through and did it <laughs> because you are going to find a lot of people that, yeah, are never referenced by name in anything that I ever found. There is a great system of every bunk has a number and you know that number because it corresponds in the journal. But most of the time you don't get to see who those people are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they all sleep with blankets over their heads. <laughs> yeah. So, thanks, but no thanks? Yeah. It helped for a few, but it didn't help for many. I don't think that, that trick yeah, is meant to be overused. Otherwise, it would just be a game of find the number. Yes, but that definitely works for like the... I don't know if it's the Russian people or the Arab people that are under deck. There's there's a card game going on. So you don't get to see his face, but you do get his name. And so by process of... It's a game of process of, of elimination by a lot of counts. Um, and so you can identify two of the card players, but you can't. And you get the name of the third one, but you get the faces of the other two. So it's like, okay, now I know who the guy in Bunk 46 was or whatever it was. Yeah, I was able to do that. And certainly the guy who's sick in his bed and yeah. his, his bed has a number, that, that does help. The number system was also a bit weird. It didn't it doesn't just go straight across or anything. You have to go no. up and down and back again. It, it kind of weaves. So you have to figure that out. It's it, definitely a British street labeling uh, version of numbers in this game. 
Um, but yeah, those those one of my favorite ones to find and to solve was those three guys who are just on the life raft and they're just like blasted into the air. It's like, wow, I can't even see them. <laughs> like, who are they? But the good thing about the game is that sometimes when you zoom in on something, it will show you them on the portrait. So it's like, even though they're really hard to see or their face is mostly obscured by someone else, as long as you kind of edge in and like pie slice your way through it and get a, a lock on a, a, a strand of hair from that guy, you'll get his full picture. I wasn't always getting that though. <laughs> so I definitely struggled with those three. Yeah, that's the thing though. By the end, I was just guessing for mm. a lot of them. Educated guessing, but going, is this the one? Is this the one? And trying to save two I knew and... Even if I knew two more, try not to use those because I would need them for people who are even harder to figure out. There were some areas that were difficult to find. You said the barrel in particular. You warned me about that one. <laughs> yeah. So find the barrel. I don't think I would have had as much problem. Nah, because you basically it. walk past it and your watch starts rattling. Right. So I think I would have, because once I finally got to that lower level, yeah, I was going everywhere. <laughs> but yeah, it there were some areas where like the the cow skull, I found that very easily, but it's like that he's not one of the crew. <laughs> uh, you know, maybe he maybe he had a name and everything, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I like that how yeah, even the even the even the dead body of the cow got a got a, a little bit of a memory. <laughs> Which is a really important memory as well. It is. Because that gives you the name of the surgeon and it gives you the name, or it gives you the name of the surgeon's helper. It was really, that was crucial for solving the stabbing of that, that the young kid. See, that's not, I don't think that's how I figured out for sure. I think that gave me an idea. For example, the butcher, I was sure the butcher was one of them, but I wasn't sure which one. Right. I knew he wasn't the one throwing up, but. <laughs> no, exactly, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't sure. Which of the others he would be, I was actually kind of surprised they would have a butcher. I just would kind of assume that they would have a cook that could also do the butchering. Sure, why not? Yeah. In a ship that small, how much butchering is supposed to be happening? Yeah, they got a market and everything. <laughs> but yeah, they've got a bunch of professions on there. They got the carpenter, who was, for me, quite hard to find. and to, to He was one of my last ones to place. I didn't have as much problem with him. Yeah. I did, for a while, I had the problem of, I had the carpenter and his mate uh, swapped, I think. Yeah. Because I think the mate at one point was very obviously doing carpentry in one of the images. <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, well, it must be him. But no, uh, swapping those helped. Oh, okay. I should have done that ages ago. <laughs> And sometimes, if that's what you mean by taking an educated guess, then yeah, uh, the game is full of that. Where it's, you can almost narrow it down to like one of two people, or and also sometimes guessing the method of death. That was sometimes it's like, was he stabbed or was he slashed? It's like, hmm, I don't know. But yeah, there was usually one of them works, and they, I found the game to be quite forgiving. Like it was at times. I know that uh, the captain killed somebody with a spear but yeah. he hits them with like the butt of the spear and i think that i said i put clubbed clubbed and i i think it took that there were some other times though where i said, I, I don't 
no <laughs> and i'm not quite sure and then there are other times where i just messed up like there was one point where i think i told you i put a knife instead of a sword or something like mm. that but really i think what i had done when i went back through is i think i had just put clubbed for both of them quickly because that was my second one I'm right like, oh, i know this i know this and so unfortunately the guy that gave me the most frustration because he's in virtually every memory the beanie bob the man with the stocking cap yeah he's in everything yeah he gets around and i had him i had him down if i just would have put the right weapon all right yeah and it's like oh because he was he could have been a third sure one for so many of them and i should have had him way early on but that's the thing if you mess up, the game can't help you, right? So yeah. it's not going to go, hey, are you sure that's yeah, how he died? Yeah, yeah, Though there's part of me that kind of wanted that at some point. But it was... I love that character, though. Because <laughs> you're convinced he's a bad guy right from the start. And he's not. He's one of the heroes. We're going to get to that in the story, I think. So <laughs> I think for me... When I'm talking about the educated guesses, it's really much more... I mean, the game is educated guesses. But when it came to the end, when we're talking about the top men, it's like you're basing on nationality. And, for example, I think there were three top men from China. And you have to use the names that kind of fit it. You were talking about some guys, their accent will help you, which that typically was not going to help me. That's the thing. I just feel like there were probably solid clues for most of them, but there were at least 10, I would say, that I was just guessing through and hoping to get. Well, that's not too bad. I thought you were guessing through more, by the way, the way well, it sounded. But... I'm sure I was. <laughs> there were a lot of times where I would get my third one and go, oh, that was right. Great, because I was just guessing. Mm. So there's definitely more in there, but it wasn't. The thing is, I think when I'm talking about those those 10 or 12, I mean, that, that's still a large percentage out of 60. I mean, even if you're talking 10% is guessing, that's still a lot of guessing. Yeah. When you're talking about you have to do that in order to, I mean, you don't have to do that to complete the game, I guess, but you have to do that to get the good ending. Yeah. Yeah. You got to solve all everything without any, any faults. And you also, in this game, when it comes to the guessing towards the end, I'm really guessing. So I'm not talking about the guys where I had two-thirds of their information. I'm talking about guys where, I, well, he looks Asian. I've got Chinese names on here. I'm going to put them in there and hope that I'm guessing right. The ones that just seem to disappear, I think lost as sea is yeah. one of the options. Yeah. Okay. How do I know that they're lost at sea? I can't look out into the water and see them flailing around, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. The, I think, yeah, because by the end of the game, I remember, I think I guessed maybe two or three by the end, like proper guessing at the end. And that was because, and I, I'm, 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 I, I agree with you, there definitely are clues there, but I just missed them. So I wasn't going to go back through the entire game, which you don't have to because you've got the map, which you can, the map is very versatile. You can actually go to rooms and, blah, 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 find everything. Everything's laid out. Everything that you've discovered is just a click away. You did that through the map? 
Yeah, yeah. You can click on the map and, and go and find some. You can find a ton of information through that. You you, you actually have to physically go back. And okay, that's what steps. I was wondering. Yeah. But I mean, it will show you the footsteps of their journey, of your journey, of how you found the bodies, first, second, third, which is all part of how the story runs together. So the story in itself, when you go chapter by chapter, isn't out of sync. Everything starts at the beginning of the chapter and moves to the end of that chapter. And it will have little shoe prints showing you the direction of the story that the, that the story went in. And so everything is there, but that map is just not for me. So I used to physically just go back and retrace my footsteps. Properly. Well, you have to if you want to actually see. I, that was part of the thing is I really wanted a quick travel function through the map. Even if it was just done through the manifest, like that guy, how did he die again? Boof, yeah. But that's not how the game was. You know, there's a bunch of what ifs and, and, and it could, what could have been, but you know, this is what we got at the end and it works. I know. I'm just wondering what my walking time was. Yeah. In this game. Yeah. Cause you don't walk very fast either, do you? But yeah, but the, my point is by the end, those, those last three guys and you've got like, so what? I don't, I definitely don't know the math on that, but like, it's like three times three times three, whatever the combination could be for that. And then, multiplied by all the different kinds of deaths. The, the, the probability of guessing the last three is really quite hard. The probability of just guessing. If you're going to really just guess, no. But once you have it down to... Like you said, like if you're down to last three, well, you know there's going to be one of these three. You can reshuffle the names and try to make your way through. Yeah. And then you've got a kind of idea of the death. And uh, again, a kind of an idea who did it, maybe... Because, yeah, it's uh, it can be it can get tough towards the end because you're just like, yeah, I never found these guys, I never found any of these clues, so you're just fumbling in the, in the dark kind of thing. But I think why I'm saying that is, for me, so much guessing. Like I said, even some of the others, I had two thirds of the information, and I was taking a good stab at it. Like I know how this guy died, I know where this guy died, but I. Not exactly sure which guy this is. Let me pop in a name and see if it is sure. Bink. Oh, yeah. Okay, good. So there was a lot of that. And that was fun, but I felt like I was cheating the system mm. again. And I didn't want to be doing that. I really wanted... Here's the thing. I love the game, but I loved the game for about half the time I was playing it. Mm. And... Once I had seen everything, when I'd really gotten to the end of the story, and then it was just like, okay, now I'll go through and put all the guys in the right order and how they died, that became much less interesting to me. And I felt like I just wanted a few more, I don't want to say obvious clues, but clues that weren't so well hidden. I don't want them to be obvious, but I don't want them to be so obscure i again there are some guys i still have no idea how i was supposed to well guys there there were women as well like but i <laughs> i had no idea with some of them how i was supposed to figure out how they died or what happened to them and i don't know with this kind of game i didn't want to be making the educated guess most of the time which is what i felt like i felt like there were only a few that i was absolutely sure on and then a whole lot of others where I was again two-thirds I don't know I kind of feel like I stumbled and guessed my way through most of it in I can some see, way I can see why that would be yeah like an unsatisfactory feeling of 
because you're supposed to be solving it. And then if you're not, it's like, well, why am I playing it? <laughs> if I'm just guessing my way through it, yeah. It'd be interesting to see. I'm sure there's um, walkthroughs that are better than these ones that I found in 10 seconds. I, I thought it was, one of them is like IGN. And I was like, yeah, I thought that would be decent at least, but it's not. It's just, it's just answers. Um, and that's, but that's part of the problem. Yeah. I've looked at a few and that's all I found too. Mm. It's like everybody just gives you the answers, but nobody's gone through and said, this is how you do it. Yeah. Yeah. That would, I mean, that would be interesting, at least more satisfactory to like, oh, the the guy was, yeah, that was his name. He was mentioned in this, this area, blah, 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 blah. Because some of them are like, like when you're finding the stewards, one of them is like, you find the room with the stewards, you find their uniform, and then you're like, oh, he's a steward. Putting stuff like that together was really good because you are, you're not just relying on the evidence from the, the watch and the, the, the little cutscene that you get and what you can visually see. You're finding stuff from other parts of the boat and putting two and two together. And that is good. And that's how, I mean, I, and I'm guessing that's how you find everybody. But it's just like, where is that one Chinese top man's name? Like, how do you know his name for sure? Is it, is it concrete or is it just guesswork? Because like, oh, I know the other one, but so he must be the second guy. Yeah. And that's, that's what I wanted. I wanted more of me feeling really good about how well I solved it. And I'm like, well, I feel really good about these two. This guy, <laughs> eh, not so much. And then there are some things where, yeah, you just, you have to infer stuff. So with our guy we were talking about before, the one with the stocking cap, I knew his name. I had figured him out, but just sort of, again, kind of inferring because there's one character who's dying and another character who said, called him by name and said, bring the med kit or something like that. Right, yeah. And, like, and he looks like he has his hand to his ear. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I think I know who that is. But then there are some others where I was just completely off. Right. <laughs> the, like the, uh, the, the guy dying in the chair? The bosun, I think, right? Yeah, I had a real hard time finding his name for some reason because I thought he was someone else. Yes, I was... I can't remember I who he is now. I was but convinced he was French for a start, and he's not. He's Belgian. Like, that was the big one. <laughs> yeah, so he was a real problem for me as well. There were a lot that... Because I was convinced he was Philip, because Philip is French, and I was convinced he was Philip, and I was going through every every combination to try and get his death. Like, he just expires on the, on the couch kind of thing. I don't think it's him. I think it's his mate that you're... Because yeah, he goes, where's my Frenchman or yeah, something like yeah. that? <laughs> But yeah, but he's not French. Yeah, he's not French. <laughs> he just speaks French. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about the story and let's go in order. So lead us through the story. Where does it begin? Well, be- begins at the end, and we've yeah, we've pretty much discussed everything from the beginning. Well, or, we haven't, or the, or, or the end. I mean, yeah, we, we've only point. discussed the fact that the captain is shooting somebody and he hit somebody else with the club but let's of course the scottish guy gets it in the beginning poor poor scott but that's not the beginning that's the end right in the beginning of the game but let's go through (laughs) from the beginning of the story so let's look at the story in order we're looking at chapter one loose cargo this is where you had to find the barrel where they had just i guess stuffed the body no it was a stowaway oh right so the stowaway just Got got in a barrel and got loaded into into the cargo. So yeah, so he's a stowaway, and you find that out. Um, he he does get mentioned as being a stowaway, and then he gets dropped on someone. So it's a a double kill. 
Yeah, but why does he die in the barrel? Because he's dropped. He's he's dropped um, on top of that other guy. Oh, okay. So he dies in the fall. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he dies in the fall, and the other guy gets uh, well smashed in the head and in the fall as well. So yeah, what is it? Crushed by falling cargo, and yeah, killed and in, crushed inside a falling barrel is the is the thing. So right, and this is also somebody's brother who got crushed, and thus. Leading to a murder later. Yeah, a bit of animosity going on, but this is yeah, this is basically the start of the journey. So, not a good, uh, not a good start for the Obradin. Not even out of port yet, <laughs> and already got two two deaths. As far as we know, I mean, this could have been the second port. I mean, the map there is a map that shows you where they were when it happened, but I don't know where they would have started if this was the start of their journey. Chapter two was the bitter cold. This is where people are dying from illness. Right, yeah. We've got, yeah, who is it? The, yeah, mostly, oh yeah, <laughs> we've got deaths here. Um, Solomon, uh, Syed, uh, Ren, Renfried Rajub, and then a large cow. <laughs> yes. And then chapter three, we had murder. So, And this is where things start kicking off, I guess. I think so. This is where things really start happening. So what happens in chapter three? I don't know. I think, I mean, how many deaths have we got in this, in this chapter? We've got, um, three. Oh no, I think, is it only three? Yeah, it's three. Um, but yeah, so these guys from Formosa have got a treasure chest kind of thing. And inside the treasure chest is like a kind of a, I guess it's a conch. Is it? Some sort of magic shell. And, uh, uh, but I, I don't really know why they go bananas over it. All right. So I think this is where we would have to fill in some of the gaps mm. of the story. I think that it's one of two things. One, either everybody thinks that it is so valuable that it is worth mutiny and worth imprisonment and death for stealing. Or once it's discovered, it has some sort of magic power that makes people go crazy and want to get it. Like the ring. Kind of thing causes them to be obsessed with it. Possibly, I'm not sure. I mean, it does shine. There's definitely always that halo around it, which even from the very start of the game, we're looking at way out in the ocean, and we're all even. You asked me like, do I have to go there eventually, or is that important? I was like, no, I don't know. Just just play the game. But you don't really go there. Can't you kind of kind of go close to it? I guess, but yeah. Um, but yeah, so I was always under the impression that it corrupted people and made them go nuts and yeah like the lord of the rings kind of thing not the other ring i would take that that's fine um but yeah so it's locked in this chest and it's uh so so i guess they pick them up in somewhere off the coast of africa maybe it looks like they're it looks like they're just they're they're below or maybe they picked them up in spain or something like that those guys but um yeah they've discovered this this cargo and uh yeah it's worth it's worth um it's worth murder i guess chapter four yeah the calling this is like there's a a lot of people that are in this uh there's was it nine seven eight eight but is this the one where they're we're walking out on the water i'm pretty sure this is the one yeah where we where we go out onto the water right so this is where they've tried to sneak off with everything and they've taken a couple of the Formosans 
as hostage. They are... Uh, well, one guy gets shot by one of the Formosan guards. You have then mermaids that swim up and start killing everyone. And this basically... Yeah, so this is one of the most interesting, but also one of the most frustrating mechanically because you have to... If you want to go back to the third part of this one, you have to start at the very end and work your way through. Yeah. You can't just go straight back to this. Because you can't walk out on the sea yeah, from the so boat. Yeah, so you got to find the memory, go in there, and then move out to the next thing. But, I mean, I always figured that this woman was like some kind of princess or something like that. Certainly seemed to be. She had two guards plus this other guy. She had like a whole, a whole entourage, basically. Yeah. Uh, what was his name? Itbang Sia, because uh, he's the one, I believe, who was burned to death because he was desperately trying to save her life. Right. And telling her to get down. And I think she, he even gave her a title, but it's been a while since mm. we played this. So now I don't remember what her title was, but it was something like that. She had some sort of honorific and he was duty bound to protect her with his life, I believe. Right. So that's a lot of what happened there. All the other guys died because of greed, essentially. They took them out. And the shell called to these mermaids, it seemed. Yeah. It was, basically, I think as soon as it got into the water or something like that, it was uh, some kind of homing homing beacon for them. <laughs> but, yeah, that's, uh, <clears throat> that's the thing I don't get. It's like, did she... Was she bringing this back home or did she just carry this around with her all the time? Um, like, yeah, I, I don't, I really don't understand that part of the story. Like, I think it's, it's, it's never explained. It's just, uh, the magic item of the quest. I think that's where you would have to fill it in, right? And that is part of the thing is we only know the story at the moment of someone's death. We don't get any of the in-between times at all. There's no happy times no. that we get to see. We only get to see in the scene, somebody's, somebody's yes. dead, right? Like, that's <laughs> it. That's the only way we ever get to see anybody. So we're not given the whole story. And yeah, so I guess we, we have to guess a lot of it, which is, again, something I would have liked to have been filled in at the end. Right. I think we get enough to get the gist of it, but there's a lot of details here that I, I'm sure Lucas Pope has in mind, but we didn't get them. They're very, they're, they're very clear in his his head, but not ours. But this is the first one I think where we get these two kind of tick marks, which are not X's, not full on X's. Means somebody survived, right? Well, or it, is it missing? It means that we don't really know what happened to them. Um, I think you know, this, the, these kind of deaths are ones that you see, but you, it, the game has made it impossible for you to solve them right now. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Um, and so it's, they're not until the end of the book where it says, I think it's the conclusion of the book. There's maybe like four or five, there's like some of those women, like the woman with a shotgun, you know, from one of the acts, like she's on that list with a couple of her friends. And two of these guys are on it. And yeah, we don't really know what happened to them. And again, yeah, you are, I think, pretty much guessing these guys because the information is so scarce. Um, but I really liked the calling. I thought that was that was a really cool part because the game until this point had really been building towards something. Because it starts, well, we're going to get to the doom 
much later on because that's actually towards the end. But I like how Pope has done that as well, where it's like, start off like with something interesting, like there's been a mutiny, the captain's been killed. Well, not been killed, but um, the captain has shot himself. And then look, just go one scene back and it's like, boom, you've got the Kraken coming out of the water. It's like, holy moly, what's going on? So yeah, going through it in order, it's like, it's a, it, it looks like it's a really kind of slow build up. It makes sense, but in the game, I think they did it much better than going forwards. Like, okay, definitely. The mermaids in this game are incredibly deadly. And ugly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even with his little details, the graphics have, it's like, whoa, these are, these are like more, what I would say, like traditional proper RPG mermaids, you know, like big fangs and yeah, the, the sweet siren voice, but not so sweet when you see them up close and personal. And in fact, they have these spikes. So in chapter five, Unholy Captives, this is where they have caught some. And well, they, they're joking that they're going to fry them up or something like that. I'm not sure if they're joking. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. The cook's definitely saying something. Yeah. But this is where one of the Formosans, I think, was warning, be careful, the spikes. And then you see spikes have flown through the air and are jabbing through not one, but two guys at once. Yeah. Just impaling, double impaling guys. Yeah. They're taking the creature down below and somebody stumbles and breaks their leg or twists their ankle or something that one took me a while to get <laughs> this leads up to uh, chapter six i believe which is soldiers of the sea this is the storm so you will have some people being uh, well i guess just one being electrocuted because he's struck by lightning Oh, yeah, up in the rigging. Yeah, so yeah. we get a lot of time up in the rigging, which that, again, was kind of fun because you're suddenly walking somewhere you'd never been before. Yeah, that was kind of cool. I liked that uh, because you're right in the center of the lightning as well. <laughs> um, so, but this 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 part was really cool as well. Like, even though they started big with, like, the, the, the Kraken and then they kind of go backwards through it, like, this part was pretty awesome because it's like, are yeah. these the crabs yeah yeah because some people were like they're giant crabs but i i saw them as mermen riding crabs i saw them as crabs with people on top of them but some people just saw that extension of their head like just like i don't know what did what did you think did you think it was like just a giant crab well at first i thought they were spiders so <laughs> i'm not the best source to go to i didn't really see the pinchers at first so uh, right. uh, the pinches are really small. I would expect them to be these really giant, giant lobster claws. ones. Yeah. And yeah. so it wasn't until there was one memory where you're seeing two guys being choked mm. or possibly going to be beheaded because right. of the claws. But the claws are, the creatures are huge, but the claws are only kind of just as big as a man's neck, basically. Yeah. So... I didn't really notice it until then. I don't. Why are there spiders out here? <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose crabs are just giant water spiders, anyway. Yeah. Um, but this part was kind of cool because there's there's one part down below where a guy dies, and trying to find him, uh, it was this guy here. Um, I'm gonna butcher this guy's name, Zungi Zathi, who was shot by Charles Minor. 
Zingisathi is cowering behind a wall and Charles tries to shoot the crab, but he misses and shoots through the wall and kills this guy on the other side, which I thought was really clever. At least I thought I was really clever because I solved it. Because it's not until you go outside and you see him there, you're like, oh, that's how he died. See, now I was the other way around. Where I had figured that out, but I couldn't figure out who killed him. And I also had trouble with his name. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, I'm, I know how you died. Yeah. I know how you died. Though, it did take me a bit by surprise because I hadn't at that point found a way around to that side of the ship, the outside walkway. I'd found the other one, so yeah. I knew that there should be one on this side as well, but it wasn't until that particular memory that I walked, I was able to find a way to walk around and go, oh, here it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there he is. And yeah, uh, that one was a bit frustrating as well because there's all sorts of things going on inside the main area there. Yeah, it's busy. Some but you can, only, you can only peek through the windows. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, because like, they're trying to set it on fire. They're trying to stab it. They're trying to shoot it. There's people carrying guns and th- throwing guns around. Um, yeah, there's a lot a lot going on in, in that, uh, that whole kind of scene. Because in the other scene that you got later on, which was the, the firing range scene, when you're trying to work out who killed that person, and there's all these bullets flying up, like Matrix-time bullets, where they've all got the little circles around them, and you have to trace that one back. It's like... Oh, it was him that shot him. That was kind of cool as well. Like that, So it's not the first time we've had to trace bullets back to their origin, which is nice to have it happen twice. But yeah, yeah but as in, long as it doesn't happen too many times. In the execution scene, it's much more obvious. This one, you have to look through, and there are about five guys all within that vicinity, so you have to take a... Uh, this would be an educated yeah. test time. Yeah. This takes us to Chapter 7, The Doom. This... Is the one with the Kraken, correct? Yeah, this is the Kraken one, yeah. So this one is a bit bonkers. I love it. It's all over the place. You have people being torn in half. You have the captain's wife who dies. And this one was one of the first ones where I was worried about because she's crushed by rigging, but the rigging is being held by the beast. So I didn't know which one (laughs) would work. I do believe both work. Clubbed by rigging. (laughs) (laughs) That I don't think is an option. No, no. But this is one where I think I did because I played it through the first few until I got stuck. And then I jumped into the second save slot Mm -hmm. and started that one over, which was where I realized, uh, actually, this would take a really long time to go through and try and guess just enough. And to game the system would still take a long time. Yeah. Because you still have to go through every memory and you still have to walk through everything but trying it the second time i'm pretty sure that i tried it the other way and it's fairly forgiving so long as you know that it was the beast that did it or the rigging that did it yeah yeah but that is cool because that, that, that this one is where is this where maba is torn in half yes yeah because he's he's cool and you see him a lot because he's so unforgettable because he's shirtless and he's covered in tribal tattoos and yeah, so you're like, who's this guy? This guy must be important. But he's actually, he's quite a low rank. I think he's a top man yeah. as well. Yeah, this this part is, just, it is, it's so crazy. And there's so much stuff happening that it's it's a great introduction to what this game's going to be about. Uh, this, this is your second scene. Yes. This leads into 
chapter 8, which is the bargain, which you don't get. This is the bonus chapter, I guess, yeah? Yes. You don't get this until you've already turned in the book. And I think... Do you have to get a certain number correct before you get this one? It's all 60. This is the all 60 one. Okay. So, that's the thing. You don't... You don't get to play the full game unless you've solved the other however many there are, right? You've solved the 60. But the thing was, because I didn't know if anybody died in the bargain, I (laughs) I didn't know if I only needed to solve... 55 or something like that. Yeah, Yeah. and that there would be five people who die in the bargain. It would have been good if somewhere in there they said, to get the bargain, you have to get all 60. Because I was counting on the fact that a few people would die in that chapter because people died in every other chapter. But no, you have to solve all of them. The bargain, this is the other thing. It's kind of the most boring. Yeah, because there's not a lot happens. In it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I liked it because it does, it adds story. And like, you get, this is where you get to see the, the mermaids. They're in the bilges. And, uh, yeah. And, um, I don't actually remember what because it has been, a year since I played this game. So um, I don't exactly remember what happens. I thought that two people did die in this. Not not ones you need to find anyway. Because the guy gets, you get locked in. Someone gets locked in the bilges. Isn't that right? I believe or, so, yeah. So And there's something about a monkey. <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah. You can see there on the picture the monkey's paw. Yeah. So somebody knew how the system worked. So, for you to be able to look back at this moment, you would have to see somebody's death. So the monkey was killed so that that piece could be sent. That monkey was the doctor's. Right, okay. And the doctor is the one who hired us. We know the doctor survived because he's the one... We have to send the book to. Yeah. Yeah. And so, he killed the monkey, in order to have a save point in time to use the watch to go back and look at. Ah. Okay, that's... That's that's, why... That's that's ringing a bell, yeah. That's why when you send off the book, you get a letter and this creepy monkey's paw. Mm. (laughs) So that you can look at the time. The doom was caused, as far as I can tell, because of the shells were calling to the mermaids, and then... Once they had been called, it seemed like everything was called and was trying to get these shells back. So what the captain was doing at this point was trying to threaten the mermaids to call off all the other things. The krakens, the crabs, everything. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that it's at this point that the captain takes the shell and throws it back in the water. That's what I thought as well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's very interesting that you you think the same about that, but not Why? somebody else. Well, we'll get to that right at the end. Uh, okay. This leads into the escape. The escape is where some of the guests and the doctor were trying to escape. And this is also where the brother gets his revenge on the guy who just accidentally... Dropped a barrel on yeah, his head. His, yeah. his brother's head. Yeah, there's a lot that goes on here. This one was very frustrating for me because I could figure out who the people were, but not what happened to them. So this is where we get more of those slashes because those people actually survived. Right. Yeah. 
But this is where just absolutely his everything has gone crazy and people are killing each other over nothing. They're afraid. They're afraid. And then we get to the end. And this is, again, where we started the story. The captain is shooting the first mate, who also happens to be his wife's brother. And he's going to kill the last few guys who are coming after (laughs) him. One of them being Henry Brennan, who is, again, my most frustrating character. Because I knew how he died from the beginning, but didn't lock him in because I put in the wrong instrument of death. Ah, right, okay. And the captain is the last person, and he's going to kill himself. Yeah, happy ending. It's not a happy ending at all. And it also means that as you go through the book, you at the end you can see who got paid out and who didn't. And since the captain killed himself, he gets nothing. His family gets nothing. Yeah. <laughs> It was very interesting to see the way that the insurance claim, how it paid out. Yeah. Did you get, I wonder if it's the same for everybody. Like, I'm sure it has to be the same. It's like something I'm assuming like, so. Something like 29,000 pounds or something like that. Yeah. I remember. I'm um, pretty sure that it, it must. But here's the thing. You say that Henry Brennan is like a hero. Yeah. Why do you say that? Because he's on the, he's on the captain's side for the entire story, but it's, it's not until the end where he's just, I felt that he's lost the, not lost the plot, but he's just like, you've kind of doomed us all. And he just takes, he just takes his revenge on him. And like, see, I didn't see that at all. Cause he was, he was asking about the shells and the captain said, I don't have them. Yeah. I threw them over and he was telling the truth. Yeah. But it's like, everyone's already dead. And so everyone has died for nothing. But what did the captain have to do with that? The captain didn't do anything. What? It was the Formosans that brought it. It was the other characters. That's that... true. But he's the captain, and the buck, the buck stops with you. <laughs> so, and and to be fair, they're like the last four people alive. It's like let's just get our robot and let's get out of here with this. You know why? Otherwise, fifty-six people have died for nothing. Um, at least we could maybe show something for it. You know, that's that's what I took away from it. No, and, I yeah. don't see him as being a hero at all. Because I mean, I don't know that he was really on the captain's side. For all we know, he's been plotting as well. That, well, yeah, that could be true. But everyone that he murdered, because I was looking at him, this guy's a slippery, a slippery one. Yeah, and then he's he's always in every scene. He's dodgy. He's dodgy. He's dodgy. But then every time that he you see him killing someone, it's for what I would see as a good a good reason. He's doing some serious crowd control. He's stopping the mutiny as much as he can at every point. Everyone that gets it, gets it for a reason from uh, Brennan. And then I think at the end, it's just a stroke too far for him. And he's just like, this is, this is, you're, you're the captain and you brought this on and you're going to get it now. Done. Like, uh, that's the way that I got it. Maybe you looked at it more than I did then. I thought that he was actually killing some of the guys who were going to rat out on the mutiny. No, no, no. He he was the the, the two guys in the hall that like, when he's doing like the double kill, you know, where he's basically a ninja. Those guys were um, those were those were mutineers. I if that's the word. See, I didn't think so. I thought one of them was saying mutiny. I'm going to tell on you all. That was the kid that they got stabbed. And yeah, but so, he he stabbed that guy, didn't he? No, no. Okay, he killed the guy that stabbed him. Okay. Yeah. Well, 
still, it comes down to the end. And he was killing Captain over nothing at that point. Because the captain had done all he possibly could. Yeah. Or maybe, or maybe, yeah, maybe he was just like, well, if you're not going to do it, then I'm going to do it or whatever. So it's like, yeah, I'll just be the captain. <laughs> uh, and I'll get the shell back or so. I don't know what his, what, what his uh, idea was at this point. But well, I think that he was probably not as loyal to the captain as he was to the first mate. Yeah. That's. So I guess if we could lay blame, I suppose the first mate. <laughs> yeah, there's only two guys left. I, yeah. Can you handle a ship of that size with just three people? Uh, maybe if you've got a crew of mermaids and crab men working with you. No, no, uh, clearly not. Just ride the Kraken's back. Woo! So the story, all the way through, how do you feel about it? I like the story, the whole way through, but I definitely think it was better in the order that it was presented to us. Okay. I, I get why... He set up the mechanic, you can only look at death, but I really would have liked to have gotten to know some of the characters more. Right, yeah. Even the captain, who's in quite a lot, even Maba, who's in a ton of them. I don't really feel like I know any of these characters, and I don't really feel like... I mean, outside of, I think, Martin, who the captain's wife is pleading for help and have you seen the captain and he always seems to be steering the course and doing the right thing a lot of other things to me seem like they are gaps and great for us to interpret but not what I really want when it comes to story and so I didn't really feel for pretty much any of these characters as they were dead yeah and I think that's part of um this game is that you are pretty much what do you call it um, an insurance um, investigator, and so you don't need to know their story, and so you're you're there looking only for the facts. And if it was another game, yeah, I would want to know story, but you shouldn't care about those things when you're yeah it, sh- it shouldn't really come into play if you're just here to to as on a on a on a very, what would you call it, a paranormal insurance claim, which is what this game is, which is weird. Um, yeah, so I, I would like to know more about them. And the only thing that we do get is the cup of tea scene. That's the only thing that's extra, which is <laughs> kind of funny because when I first completed the game, that guy's like, all right, I'm ready, let's get out of here. And I was like, well, I haven't solved everything. I'll solve a couple more. And I did, and I got to the same point where you were. I was like, oh, well, maybe there's a few guys in the bargain. Um, I'll come back. I'll, maybe I get to come back later. It's like, no, you get a really quite nasty letter from, was it Henry Evans? Is it? No, you get the, you, the letter I don't think is ever from, directly from Henry Evans. It's from he, his, he's oh, always, yeah, because he dies. He dies. <laughs> both, right. both the happy ending and the incomplete ending you are, well, I wouldn't say happy ending, but the the complete and incomplete endings, you, the, the big difference is the T because you get, <laughs> you just have to listen to your housekeeper or whatever, talk to the courier. And if you have the incomplete ending, you don't get any more tea. It's all done. You may as well just go to bed. But so if, British. <laughs> if you have the complete ending, then 
Oh, there's plenty for you if you want it. All the tea in the world now. But I love that letter you get from him. He's like, he died from disappointment or yeah. something like that. Like, <laughs> he died because he was so disappointed in you. Like, oh man, I got to live with that forever. I killed someone with incompetence. But you don't have to because you can go back through and yeah. finish the game properly because it does have a very nice save point function where you can go back to before you jumped on Grumpy Man's boat yeah. again. It basically starts you off with him saying, get back in the boat. And you're like, nope, not this time. Yeah, this yeah. time I'm going to solve them all. Yeah. And it is possible to solve the entire game from any point. Well, any point from here. So, yeah, that's that's great. Um, but, yeah, that's that's the only kind of, kind of story we get like about what happened afterwards. But, man, piecing it all together is a ride. It's such a trip to do. Like, and despite, yeah, yeah, there's a, maybe there's some guessing and stuff, but for the ones that you do get, I'm sure you got that, you know, little feeling of like, you know, yeah, I did something. I was, and I think the biggest thing about it is the thrill of exploration where all of a sudden you open up a new chapter and now you have five more memories. Right. I love the concept of walking around within memories. It reminds me a lot of Big Fish in that way. And the look of it, uh, what look did you go for? You could choose different screens. I went with just the standard. I changed it all the time. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I went for Commodore 64. I think Commodore 64 was my go-to. But I did flick between all the other ones. Some of them I'd never even heard of, man. Like I like the standard... Standard, tone. Yeah. yeah. Standard was fine. The Apple one was okay. Um but yeah, the the, the other ones like some of them, yeah, just didn't even know existed. Um but I like that. And I like I liked how you can how you could pick that. I don't know why you can do that. Like it doesn't really seem to make a difference. Other than colour. Like the one colour. Maybe just for nostalgia. Yeah. That's what that's it. Um but yeah, so some of the yeah some of those options were funny. I think there's a windowed mode as well where you can like put everything down into like half of your screen size as well, almost like we're playing those oceans bundle games um, for buyer's remorse. Um, so there's there was that. I think that's the only two main options. But, but yeah, it was yeah unique a unique game, something that I hadn't really ever played before, and. I don't even know what I could compare it to, to be honest. It is its own thing, yeah. and I thoroughly enjoyed it. When Lucas Pope comes out with something else, I'm going to play it. Yeah. And I mean, there's a good no-clip documentary about the making of this, and uh, basically what almost killed this game was uh, localization. And you can see why, because in certain languages, stabbed and slashed uh, might be the same word in that language or sword like for example in the country where we are knife and sword are the same word well but you said that as well to me the language is it the spoken in multiple languages and it'll be the spoken as well yeah so it's not just subtitled i think that they fully voiced it i'd have to check that but in the documentary he was just like language yeah the localization was a problem i don't know if they subbed it or not but even just like, yeah, the slang, finding what that would be in Japanese is probably way not what Lucas Pope had in mind for the English. 
it would have been an absolute nightmare. And the one thing that we haven't talked about in this game is the music. I love the music in this game. I love the music. However, it's very frustrating when the music is playing and you have to jump into a memory or do something and then it interrupts the music. All right. (laughs) There's a part of the... It's very much that music helps with the suspension of disbelief, the being sucked into the story. And then as soon as that music stops, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm in a game again. (laughs) So, yeah, I do agree, especially right at the beginning. There is some really fantastic music. And then, oh, my watch is buzzing. I'm going to have to push it and wait for it to load. I love those little violins as you're going into the memory. That's... I could play. I could listen to that over and over again for well, not forever, but but the inter- the interesting thing that's all done by Lucas Pope on his own as well. So he's uh, a fairly multi talented guy, musician, computer programmer, writer. Yeah, he's. Uh, I-, I can't wait to see what he's got next. Gaps filled, and more gaps created. <laughs>